Erica Washington is done voting for old white men. The communication sophomore said she voted female first, Democrats second, because she believes women leaders will spearhead change and that men in Congress don't understand the challenges American women face. A lot of people in power don't realize that Planned Parenthood is more than just for abortions, she said. There are a bunch of old white men who aren't women, so they don't understand pregnancy. They don't understand periods. Washington isn't the only one who feels that way. The lack of women leaders in political offices has motivated many Northwestern students to vote for non-male identifying politicians in the November 6 midterm elections. This is Cassidy Wong, a reporter for the Daily Northwestern. She's been covering issues on the forefront of students' minds ahead of the midterm elections on November 6th, and you just heard a reading from her most recent article. It's about how student voters are increasingly throwing their support behind women and minority candidates. Women at like Northwestern definitely feel like they want their voices heard, um, and they're not getting. They feel a lot of them feel like they're not getting that with the current um, demographics of Congress. Um, they want more, more women to run. For example, Alexandra Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, when she um, won the primaries in New York, that was like a really electrifying moment for many because, first of all, if she's elected, she'll be the youngest member of the House of Representatives. Um, and like seeing that, like a young woman having that kind of figure, can be really like mobilizing, especially for like college students. You probably know that women didn't get the right to vote until 1920. Even then, only white women were guaranteed that right. In the next hundred years, issues of pay equality, reproductive health, equal rights, mother's rights, and so much more have played out all over the country. But in the past hundred years, only 52 women have served in the Senate. 23 are serving now. In fact, women only make up 20% of Congress total today, despite being half the population. But this election season, student voters of The Daily Talk To are trying to raise those numbers. On today's show, we will cover how this election has affected and will affect women, particularly on campus. From The Daily Northwestern, I'm Alexis White. Welcome to The Weekly. Yeah, it was really interesting to hear all the different perspectives about how, like, these issues kind of affected people to vote um, because it was both like two of my sources kind of had the same um, philosophies of voting that they're gonna vote like for either a minority or a female first and then like um, and that's kind of their way of like going about it for example like another one of my sources said um, he isn't even sure like how healthy it is that like someone um, that that he's voting like minorities first but like he says, I don't know how healthy that is, but that's where I'm at. I think they just want to see people that look like them, that share their experiences in represented in politics. Around this time last year, the Me Too movement and Time's Up movements gained national attention. Now, it's a year later, during the election season, how energizing are those movements still for student voters at Northwestern? Um, I think they definitely are very still relevant. Um, because my sources like definitely like refer to those movements and they're very much in the minds of like people here um, and I think especially like the Me Too movement I think with what um, happened last month with Kavanaugh um, I think that brought up a lot of like the same sentiments that were felt during that movement and I think a lot of people um, 
A lot of people were reminded of that we still need to be having these conversations. And I think people, especially with the midterms, they feel like there's more at stake this midterms because of everything um, with those movements and what has been going on recently. And with the midterms, um, we've seen a lot, a large number of women and minorities running for office and a large number of them actually winning their primaries. Mm -hmm. So what did students have to say about that trend? Yeah, I mean, I think they're all so, so glad that um, we're finally giving women a chance. And one of them just said at the, and she was my last quote, she said, the fight will continue. Um, and I think they feel very hopeful about um, the future female leadership and they definitely um, like would like to see more. They're, like they said, our job like here kind of isn't really done um, and that we need to, in future elections, continue to like, like vote for who we think will do the best for our country. Um, whether that be woman or man, but, but a lot of my sources did say that, um, it was interesting, a lot of them did say that they would v vote female first. Um, as Erica Washington, um, she said she, she would vote female first and Democrat second, um, which is interesting because she just wants to kind of see that change and really see that kind of representation. Planned Parenthood provides a range of clinical services to women, children, and men. These include cancer and STD screenings, providing access to birth control, and a small portion of their services is abortions, which is legal due to the Supreme Court case Roe v. Wade. President Trump has stated he wants to defund Planned Parenthood, and with Kavanaugh on the Supreme Court, some students worry abortion access could be severely limited. My name is Daisy Conant, and I'm a reporter for the Daily Northwestern. So I talked to um, Professor Jacoby, who um, works in the Pritzker School of Law. She's a, um, a faculty member there. She gave me a lot of insight on this. Essentially, in her opinion, she doesn't believe that Kavanaugh's appointment is essentially going to overturn Roe versus Wade. She doesn't think that the Supreme Court would do that. However, she does think it's reason for concern because she thinks that with the court being a majority conservative court now and with Kavanaugh's very anti-abortion stance, they're essentially going to strip away the rights granted by Roe versus Wade little by little. Um, essentially, you know, breaking it down, not necessarily overturning it, so the students you talked to, did they say that reproductive health was going to be the, the really key factor for who they voted for, how, they, how their representative thought about reproductive health? So Eden said yes, um, Eden Hirschfield. She is a freshman in SESPE and she's also a member of Planned Parenthood. She said that that's definitely going to be a factor in how she votes. Throughout her reporting process, Daisy said no student who identified as conservative or Republican reached out to her for an interview. This year, there is no Republican candidate that supports a woman's right to choose. But she did receive a message from a reader. Um, said Daisy, I see the spirit of Orwell is alive and well on your campus. Killing early stage human beings by tearing them limb by limb or scalding them in acid is the very opposite of reproductive and surely the tiny victims of abortion enjoy no rights at all. 
Not for the first time in history, the embrace of unspeakable evil is cloaked in deceptive and dishonest language, an appalling vista. Um, it's important to note that there are also people very passionate on the opposite side. Um, and so kind of letting this become an issue of, oh, I'll let someone else take care of that because I know that I know that they will, isn't something that isn't the mindset that people should have in my opinion. I think that everyone, man or woman, should consider this as a human rights issue and as an issue they should take into consideration when they vote. Because it isn't just abortion, reproductive health is Yeah, so it's much. it's or it isn't just about abortion. It's about access to equitable healthcare funding. You know, healthcare funding is such a big part of women's reproductive rights, whether there's going to be enough money allocated towards supporting clinics in low-income areas. The people who are making these decisions, the majority of them are men in our government. And I think that was something that was really emphasized, not only by students I've talked to, but also by Professor Jacoby. Um, you know, she, like, they all noted that this is an issue that if we kind of let it slide and we don't really think about it in this election, it can essentially lead to the equality that women have been fighting for for hundreds of years to be slowly stripped away and reversed again. Representation of women isn't just a national issue. In Evanston, three of 21 mayors have been women. However, four of six state officials are women right now. This year, only 25.4% of legislators are women in the 50 legislatures. Since 2010, this percentage has only increased by 0.9%. The Weekly is produced and edited by myself and Christopher Vasquez. Special thanks to Daisy Conant and Cassidy Wong for coming on today's show. I'm Alexis White. We'll see you next week.